0: Deuteronomy chapter 17. You must not sacrifice to him a bull or sheep that has a blemish or any defect, because that is considered offensive to the Lord your God. Suppose a man or woman is discovered among you in one of your villages that the Lord your God is giving you, who sins before the Lord your God and breaks his covenant by serving other gods and worshiping them, the sun, the moon, or any other heavenly bodies that I have not permitted you to worship. When it is reported to you and you hear about it, you must investigate carefully. If it is indeed true that such a disgraceful thing is being done in Israel, you must bring to your city gates that man or woman who has done this wicked thing, that very man or woman, and you must stone that person to death. At the testimony of two or three witnesses, the person must be executed. They cannot be put to death on the testimony of only one witness, the witnesses must be first to begin the execution, and then all the people are to join in afterward. And in this way, you will purge the evil from among you. If a matter is too difficult for you to judge, bloodshed, legal claim, or assault, matters of controversy in your villages, you must leave there and go up to the place the Lord your God chooses. You will go to the Levitical priests, and the judge in office in those days And seek a solution. They will render a verdict. You must then do as they have determined at that place the Lord chooses. Be careful to do just as you are taught. You must do what you are instructed, and the verdict they pronounce to you, without fail. Do not deviate right or left from what they tell you. The person who pays no attention to the priest currently serving the Lord your God there, or to the judge, that person must die, so that you may purge evil from Israel. Then all the people will hear and be afraid, and not be so presumptuous again. When you come to the land the Lord your God is giving you, and take it over and live in it, and then say, I will select a king like all the nations surrounding me, you must select without fail a king whom the Lord your God chooses. From among your fellow citizens you must appoint a king. You may not designate a foreigner who is not one of your fellow Israelites. Moreover, he must not accumulate horses for himself, or allow the people to return to Egypt to do so. For the Lord has said, You must never again return that way. Furthermore, he must not marry many wives, lest his affections turn aside, and he must not accumulate much silver and gold. When he sits on his royal throne, he must make a copy of this law on a scroll given to him by the Levitical priests. It must be with him constantly, and he must read it as long as he lives, so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and observe all the words of this law and these statutes to carry them out. Then he will not exalt himself above his fellow citizens or turn from the commandments to the right or left, and he and his descendants will enjoy many years ruling over his kingdom in Israel." Deuteronomy chapter 18. The Levitical priests, indeed the entire tribe of Levi, will have no allotment or inheritance with Israel. They may eat the burnt offerings of the Lord and of his inheritance. They will have no inheritance in the midst of their fellow Israelites. The Lord alone is their inheritance, just as he had told them. This shall be the priest's fair allotment from the people who offer sacrifices, whether bull or sheep. They must give to the priest the shoulder, the jowls, and the stomach. You must give them the best of your grain, new wine, and olive oil, as well as the best of your wool when you shear your flocks. For the Lord your God has chosen them and their sons from all your tribes to stand and serve in his name permanently. Suppose a Levite comes by his own free will from one of your villages, from any part of Israel where he is living, to the place the Lord chooses, and serves in the name of the Lord his God, like his fellow Levites, who stand there before the Lord. He must eat the same share they do, despite any profits he may gain from the sale of his family's inheritance. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, you must not learn the abhorrent practices of those nations, There must never be found among you anyone who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, anyone who practices divination, an omen reader, a soothsayer, a sorcerer, one who casts spells, one who conjures up spirits, a practitioner of the occult or a necromancer. Whoever does these things is abhorrent to the Lord. And because of these detestable things, the Lord your God is about to drive them out from before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Those nations that you are about to dispossess, listen to omen readers and diviners. But the Lord your God has not given you permission to do such things. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. This accords with what happened at Horeb in the day of the assembly. You ask the Lord your God, Please do not make us hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, or see this great fire any more, lest we die. The Lord then said to me, What they have said is good. I will raise up a prophet like you from them, from among their fellow Israelites. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will speak to them whatever I command. I will personally hold responsible anyone who then pays no attention to the words that prophet speaks in my name. But if any prophet presumes to speak anything in my name that I have not authorized him to speak or speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet must die. Now if you say to yourselves, how can we tell that a message is not from the Lord? Whenever a prophet speaks in my name and the prediction is not fulfilled, then I have not spoken it. The prophet has presumed to speak it, so you need not fear him. Deuteronomy chapter 19 When the Lord your God destroys the nations whose land he is about to give you, and you dispossess them and settle in their cities and houses... You must set apart for yourselves three cities in the middle of your land that the Lord your God is giving you as a possession. You shall build a roadway and divide into thirds the whole extent of your land that the Lord your God is providing you as your inheritance. Anyone who kills another person should flee to the closest of these cities. Now this is the law pertaining to one who flees there in order to live if he has accidentally killed another, without hating him at the time of the accident. Suppose he goes with someone else to the forest, to cut wood, and when he raises the axe to cut the tree, the axe head flies loose from the handle, and strikes his fellow worker so hard that he dies. The person responsible may then flee to one of these cities, to save himself. Otherwise, the blood avenger will chase after the killer in the heat of his anger eventually overtake him, and kill him, though this is not a capital case, since he did not hate him at the time of the accident. Therefore, I am commanding you to set apart for yourselves three cities. If the Lord your God enlarges your borders, as he promised your ancestors, and gives you all the land he pledged to them, and then you are careful to observe all these commandments I am giving you today, namely, to love the Lord your God and to always walk in his ways. Then you must add three more cities to these three. You must not shed innocent blood in your land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, for that would make you guilty. However, suppose a person hates someone else and stalks him, attacks him, kills him, and then flees to one of these cities. The elders of his own city must send for him and remove him from there to deliver him over to the blood avenger to die. You must not pity him, but purge from Israel the guilt of shedding innocent blood, so that it may go well with you. You must not encroach on your neighbor's property, which will have been defined in the inheritance you will obtain in the land the Lord your God is giving you. A single witness may not testify against another person for any trespass or sin that he commits. A matter may be legally established only on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a false witness testifies against another person and accuses him of a crime, then both parties to the controversy must stand before the Lord, that is, before the priests and judges, who will be in office in those days. The judges will thoroughly investigate the matter. And if the witness should prove to be false, and to have given false testimony against the accused, you must do to him what he had intended to do to the accused. In this way you will purge the evil from among you. The rest of the people will hear, and become afraid to keep doing such evil among you. You must not show pity. The principle will be a life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a hand for a hand, and a foot for a foot. Deuteronomy chapter 20 When you go to war against your enemies, and see chariotry and troops who outnumber you, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, is with you. As you move forward for battle, the priest will approach and say to the soldiers, Listen Israel, today you are moving forward to do battle with your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted, do not fear and tremble, or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you to fight on your behalf against your enemies to give you victory. Moreover, the officers are to say to the troops, Who among you has built a new house and not dedicated it? He may go home, lest he die in battle, and someone else dedicate it. Or who among you has planted a vineyard and not benefited from it? He may go home, lest he die in battle, and someone else benefit from it. Or who among you has become engaged to a woman, but has not married her? He may go home, lest he die in battle, and someone else marry her. In addition, the officers are to say to the troops, Who among you is afraid and faint-hearted? he may go home, so that he will not make his fellow soldier's heart as fearful as his own. Then, when the officers have finished speaking, they must appoint unit commanders to lead the troops. When you approach a city to wage war against it, offer it terms of peace. If it accepts your terms and submits to you, all the people found in it will become your slaves. If it does not accept terms of peace, but makes war with you, then you are to lay siege to it. The Lord your God will deliver it over to you, and you must kill every single male by the sword. However the women, little children, cattle, and anything else in the city, all its plunder, you may take for yourselves a spoil. You may take from your enemies the plunder that the Lord your God has given you. This is how you are to deal with all those cities located far from you, those that do not belong to these nearby nations. As for the cities of the people that the Lord your God is going to give you as an inheritance, you must not allow a single living thing to survive. Instead, you must utterly annihilate them, the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, just as the Lord your God has commanded you so that they cannot teach you all the abhorrent ways they worship their gods, causing you to sin against the Lord your God. If you besiege a city for a long time while attempting to capture it, you must not chop down its trees, for you may eat fruit of them and should not cut them down. A tree in the field is not human, that you should besiege it. However, you may chop down any tree you know is not suitable for food, and you may use it to build siege works against the city that is making war with you until that city falls." Deuteronomy chapter 21. If a homicide victim should be found lying in a field in the land the Lord your God is giving you, and no one knows who killed him, your elders and judges must go out and measure how far it is to the cities in the vicinity of the corpse. Then the elders of the city nearest to the corpse must take from the herd a heifer that has not been worked, that has never pulled with the yoke, and bring the heifer down to a wadi with flowing water, to a valley that is neither ploughed nor sown. There at the wadi they are to break the heifer's neck. Then the Levitical priests will approach, for the Lord your God has chosen them to serve him and to pronounce blessings in his name, and to decide every judicial verdict. And all the elders of that city nearest the corpse must wash their hands over the heifer whose neck was broken in the valley. Then they must proclaim, Our hands have not spilled this blood, nor have we witnessed the crime. Do not blame your people Israel, whom you redeemed, O Lord, and do not hold them accountable for the bloodshed of an innocent person. Then atonement will be made for the bloodshed. In this manner you will purge the guilt of innocent blood from among you, for you must do what is right before the Lord. When you go out to do battle with your enemies, and the Lord your God allows you to prevail, and you take prisoners. If you should see among them an attractive woman whom you wish to take as a wife, you may bring her back to your house. She must shave her head, trim her nails, discard the clothing she was wearing when captured, and stay in your house, lamenting for her father and mother for a full month. After that, you may sleep with her and become her husband, and she your wife." If you are not pleased with her, then you must let her go where she pleases. You cannot in any case sell her. You must not take advantage of her, since you have already humiliated her. Suppose a man has two wives, one whom he loves more than the other, and they both bear him sons, with the firstborn being the child of the less-loved wife. In the day he divides his inheritance, he must not appoint as firstborn the son of the favorite wife in place of the other wife's son, who is actually the firstborn. Rather, he must acknowledge the son of the less-loved wife as firstborn, and give him the double portion of all he has, for that son is the beginning of his father's procreative power. To him should go the right of the firstborn. If a person has a stubborn, rebellious son who pays no attention to his father or mother, and they discipline him to no avail, his father and mother must seize him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his city. They must declare to the elders of his city, our son is stubborn and rebellious and pays no attention to what we say. He is a glutton and drunkard. Then all the men of his city must stone him to death In this way, you will purge wickedness from among you, and all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. If a person commits a sin punishable by death and is executed, and you hang the corpse on a tree, his body must not remain all night on the tree. Instead, you must make certain you bury him that same day, for the one who is left exposed on a tree is cursed by God. You must not defile your land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. Deuteronomy chapter 22. When you see your neighbor's ox or sheep going astray, do not ignore it. You must return it without fail to your neighbor. If the owner does not live near you, or you do not know who the owner is, then you must corral the animal at your house, and let it stay with you until the owner looks for it. Then you must return it to him. You shall do the same to his donkey, his clothes, or anything else your neighbor has lost, and you have found you must not refuse to get involved. When you see your neighbor's donkey or ox fallen along the road, do not ignore it. Instead, you must be sure to help him get the animal on its feet again. A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor should a man dress up in women's clothing, for anyone who does this is offensive to the Lord your God. If you happen to notice a bird's nest along the road, whether in a tree or on the ground, and there are chicks or eggs with the mother bird sitting on them, you must not take away a mother that is with her young. You must be sure to let the mother go, but you may take the young for yourself. Do this so that it may go well with you and you may have a long life. If you build a new house, you must construct a guardrail around your roof to avoid being culpable in the event someone should fall from it. You must not plant your vineyard with two kinds of seed, otherwise the entire yield, both of the seed you plant and the produce of the vineyard, will be defiled. You must not plow with an ox and a donkey, harnessed together. You must not wear clothing made with wool and linen meshed together. You shall make yourselves tassels for the four corners of the clothing you wear. Suppose a man marries a woman, sleeps with her, and then rejects her, accusing her of impropriety and defaming her reputation by saying, I married this woman, but when I approached her for marital relations, I discovered she was not a virgin. Then the father and mother of the young woman must produce the evidence of virginity for the elders of the city at the gate. The young woman's father must say to the elders, I gave my daughter to this man and he has rejected her. Moreover, he has raised accusations of impropriety by saying, I discovered your daughter was not a virgin, but this is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. The cloth must then be spread out before the city's elders. The elders of that city must then seize the man and punish him. They will fine him 100 shekels of silver and give them to the young woman's father. For the man who made the accusation ruined the reputation of an Israelite virgin She will then become his wife, and he may never divorce her as long as he lives. But if the accusation is true, and the young woman was not a virgin, the men of her city must bring the young woman to the door of her father's house and stone her to death, for she has done a disgraceful thing in Israel by behaving like a prostitute while living in her father's house. In this way you will purge the evil from among you. If a man is discovered in bed with a married woman... Both the man lying in bed with the woman and the woman herself must die. In this way you will purge the evil from Israel. If a virgin is engaged to a man, and another man meets her in the city and goes to bed with her, you must bring the two of them to the gate of that city and stone them to death. The young woman, because she did not cry out, though in the city, and the man, because he violated his neighbor's fiancée. In this way you will purge evil from among you. But if the man came across the engaged woman in the field and overpowered her and raped her, then only the rapist must die. You must not do anything to the young woman. She has done nothing deserving of death. This case is the same as when someone attacks another person and murders him. For the man met her in the field and the engaged woman cried out, but there was no one to rescue her. Suppose a man comes across a virgin who is not engaged and takes hold of her and sleeps with her and they are discovered. The man who has slept with her must pay her father fifty shekels of silver, and she must become his wife. Because he has humiliated her, he may never divorce her as long as he lives. A man may not marry his father's former wife, and in this way dishonor his father. Deuteronomy chapter 23. A man with crushed or severed genitals may not enter the assembly of the Lord. A person of illegitimate birth may not enter the assembly of the Lord. To the tenth generation, no one related to him may do so. No Ammonite or Moabite may enter the assembly of the Lord. To the tenth generation, none of their descendants shall ever do so, for they did not meet you with food and water on the way as you came from Egypt." And furthermore, they hired Balaam, son of Beor of Pethor in Aram Neharaim, to curse you. But the Lord your God refused to listen to Balaam, and changed the curse to a blessing, for the Lord your God loves you. You must not seek peace and prosperity for them through all the ages to come. You must not hate an Edomite, for he is your relative. You must not hate an Egyptian, for you lived as a foreigner in his land. Children of the third generation born to them may enter the assembly of the Lord. When you go out as an army against your enemies, guard yourselves against anything impure. If there is someone among you who is impure because of some nocturnal emission, he must leave the camp. He may not re-enter it immediately. When evening arrives, he must wash himself with water, and then at sunset he may re-enter the camp. You are to have a place outside the camp to serve as a latrine. You must have a spade among your other equipment, and when you relieve yourself outside, you must dig a hole with your spade, and then turn and cover your excrement. For the Lord your God walks about in the middle of your camp to deliver you and defeat your enemies for you. Therefore your camp should be holy, so that he does not see anything indecent among you and turn away from you. You must not return an escaped slave to his master when he has run away to you. Indeed, he may live among you in any place he chooses, in whichever of your villages he prefers. You must not oppress him. There must never be a sacred prostitute among the young women of Israel, nor a sacred male prostitute among the young men of Israel. You must never bring the pay of a female prostitute or the wage of a male prostitute into the temple of the Lord your God in fulfillment of any vow, for both of these are abhorrent to the Lord your God. You must not charge interest on a loan to your fellow Israelite, whether on money, food, or anything else that has been loaned with interest. You may lend with interest to a foreigner, but not to your fellow Israelite. If you keep this command, the Lord your God will bless you in all you undertake in the land you are about to enter to possess. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you must not delay in fulfilling it, for otherwise he will surely hold you accountable as a sinner. If you refrain from making a vow, it will not be sinful. Whatever you vow, you must be careful to do what you have promised, such as what you have vowed to the Lord your God as a free will offering. When you enter the vineyard of your neighbor, you may eat as many grapes as you please, but you must not take away any in a container. When you go into the ripe grain fields of your neighbor, you may pluck off the kernels with your hand, but you must not use a sickle on your neighbor's ripe grain. Deuteronomy chapter 24. If a man marries a woman and she does not please him because he has found something indecent in her, then he may draw up a divorce document, give it to her, and evict her from his house. When she has left him, she may go and become someone else's wife. If the second husband rejects her and then divorces her, gives her the papers, and evicts her from his house, or if the second husband who marries her dies, Her first husband, who divorced her, is not permitted to remarry her after she has become ritually impure, for that is offensive to the Lord. You must not bring guilt on the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. When a man is newly married, he need not go into the army nor be obligated in any way. He must be free to stay at home for a full year and bring joy to the wife he has married one must not take either lower or upper millstones as security on a loan, for that is like taking a life itself as security. If a man is found kidnapping a person from among his fellow Israelites and regards him as mere property and sells him, that kidnapper must die. In this way, you will purge the evil from among you. Be careful during an outbreak of leprosy to follow precisely all that the Levitical priests instruct you. As I have commanded them, so you should do. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam along the way, after you left Egypt. When you make any kind of loan to your neighbor, you may not go into his house to claim what he is offering as security. You must stand outside, and the person to whom you are making the loan will bring out to you what he is offering as security. If the person is poor, you may not use what he gives you as security for a covering, You must by all means return to him at sunset the item he gave you as security, so that he may sleep in his outer garment and bless you for it. It will be considered a just deed by the Lord your God. You must not oppress a lowly and poor servant, whether one from among your fellow Israelites or from the resident foreigners who are living in your land and villages. You must pay his wage that very day before the sun sets, for he is poor and his life depends on it otherwise he will cry out to the lord against you and you will be guilty of sin fathers must not be put to death for what their children do nor children for what their fathers do each must be put to death for his own sin you must not pervert justice do a resident foreigner or an orphan or take a widow's garment as security for a loan remember that you were slaves in egypt and that the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore I am commanding you to do all this. Whenever you reap your harvest in your field, and leave some unraked grain there, you must not return to get it. It should go to the resident foreigner, orphan, and widow, so that the Lord your God may bless all the work you do. When you beat your olive tree, you must not repeat the procedure. The remaining olives belong to the resident foreigner, Orphan and widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you must not do so a second time. They should go to the resident foreigner, orphan and widow. Remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt. Therefore I am commanding you to do all this. Deuteronomy chapter 25 If controversy arises between people, they should go to court for judgment. When the judges hear the case, they shall exonerate the innocent, but condemn the guilty. Then if the guilty person is sentenced to a beating, the judge shall force him to lie down and be beaten in his presence with the number of blows his wicked behavior deserves. The judge may sentence him to 40 blows, but no more. If he is struck with more than these, you might view your fellow Israelite with contempt. You must not muzzle your ox when it is treading grain. If brothers live together, and one of them dies without having a son, the dead man's wife must not remarry someone outside the family. Instead, her late husband's brother must go to her, marry her, and perform the duty of a brother-in-law. Then the first son she bears will continue the name of the dead brother, thus preventing his name from being blotted out of Israel. But if the man does not want to marry his brother's widow, then she must go to the elders at the town gate and say, My husband's brother refuses to preserve his brother's name in Israel. He is unwilling to perform the duty of a brother-in-law to me. Then the elders of his city must summon him and speak to him. If he persists, saying, I don't want to marry her, then his sister-in-law must approach him in view of the elders, remove his sandal from his foot, and spit in his face. She will then respond, Thus may it be done to any man who does not maintain his brother's family line. His family name will be referred to in Israel as the family of the one whose sandal was removed. If two men get into a hand-to-hand fight and the wife of one of them gets involved to help her husband against his attacker, and she reaches out her hand and grabs his private parts, then you must cut off her hand. Do not pity her. You must not have in your bag different stone weights, a heavy and a light one. You must not have in your house different measuring containers, a large and a small one. You must have an accurate and correct stone weight, and an accurate and correct measuring container so that your life may be extended in the land the Lord your God is about to give you. For anyone who acts dishonestly in these ways is abhorrent to the Lord your God. Remember what the Amalekites did to you on your way from Egypt, how they met you along the way and cut off all your stranglers in the rear of the march when you were exhausted and tired. They were unafraid of God, So when the Lord your God gives you relief from all the enemies who surround you in the land he is giving you as an inheritance, you must wipe out the memory of the Amalekite from under heaven. Do not forget.